What is going on, everybody? I am Brett Poppish, and this is Defiant. Hey, coming at you today, took a couple weeks off, uh, really trying to hope that uh, you guys can all catch up on past episodes that I put out, but uh, took a couple weeks off, took a little bit of a hiatus, and uh, back at you with some pretty good content, or what I think is some pretty good content. Um, I want to talk today about taking responsibility. Uh, taking responsibility for your station in life and any actions that you have and really not blaming other people. And I put a, uh, this quote out on my uh, my business page a couple weeks ago from Stephen Covey that says, I am not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, me included, not currently, but in the past, you know, you kind of get this woe is me attitude. You want to uh, kind of, you know, sulk in, in the uh, depressions of your life or, or sulk in the fact that you don't feel like you are where you should be in life and you want to blame other people for, you know, your lack of progress or your situation or you want to blame your circumstances, you know, how you grew up, things like that. And the reality of it is where you're at today is the result and the culmination of decisions that you've made, you know, a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, all those decisions compound up and in, in the result is where you're at today. So really we need to stop blaming other people for your station in life. You know, did you have a rough childhood, for example? You know, at some point, you know, you can blame your parents, but at some point you need to kind of grow out of that and realize, hey, you know what? I'm a 50-year-old grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman. I need to stop blaming my parents for how I was raised up until the age of 17, 18, you know, 19, 20, whatever, whenever it was that you uh, moved out of the home. You know, what are you doing now to be of value to yourself and others? And it's really hard to be of value to other people or even yourself if you're constantly living in the rearview mirror, blaming, you know, how you grew up, blaming decisions that your parents made, blaming, blaming, blaming. Because if you're constantly blaming other people for where you're at in life, what you've done is relinquish all control over your life and and really you're giving all the power to other people as to why you're in the position you're in. Whereas if you take responsibility for your station in life, ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to be able to take control. And by taking control of those decisions and recognizing that you have ownership of those decisions, you know, you now have the power to kind of press forward and make the rest of your life, whatever it is you want it to be. So on that same note, you know, did someone do you wrong in the past? I mean, really? I mean, how many of us have have felt that people have done us wrong in the past in some way, shape, or form? You know, a friend did something, a coworker did something, a business partner did something, and it pisses you off. You know, at some point, you got to say, so fucking what? You know, those past um, things, I don't know what you want to call them, but those past things that people did to you or you perceive they did to you really don't matter any longer because, again, it goes down to what I just said. If you continue to let those things matter, what are you doing? You're giving more power to those things. You're giving more power to decisions other people have made, and you're basically saying that I'm a victim here. On that note, what are you doing today to become the best version of you? Meaning, what books are you reading? What exercises are you doing? What are you doing in your professional career to expand your knowledge base um, and garner new skills to, to press forward? You know, all these things that I just mentioned, those three things that I just mentioned is really what's going to propel you to be where you want to be rather than living in that rearview mirror. And the reality of it is we are the sum of our daily habits, the discipline we have to adhere to those habits, the books we read, and the other content we consume. And the other content we consume, I'm talking mentally and physically. Okay. Now, content we consume could be 
you know, books we read, audio books we listen to, podcasts we listen to, movies we read, music we listen to, you know, those are all things that we consume mentally. And I, I got to tell you, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that are on the more political side of things that if all I ever listen to with those podcasts, I, I get depressed. I start thinking the world is total shit. You know, you, you really kind of draw back into yourself and you, it becomes kind of hopeless. But I personally also mix in positivity podcasts. You know, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella with the Real AF podcast. You know, there's different other sources of material that I consume as far as the podcast realm goes uh, that will lift me up in addition to the books I read. You know, I just got done reading Atlas Shrugged, which if you haven't read Atlas Shrugged, I think it should be mandatory fucking reading for anybody coming out of high school. But that book is probably one of my all-time favorite books uh, from a fiction standpoint. But if all I did was read only Atlas Shrugged and then read Brave New World and then read 1984, talk about fucking depressed. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to read all those books and have read those books in the past. But if all you do is consume that kind of content, it gets depressing. So for me, I like to mix in those books with other books, you know, David Goggins, uh, Jocko Willink, you know, uh, David Schwartz, The Magic of Thinking Big, you know, you, you kind of kind of, you have to get a good mix of this type of content to, to keep your mind right. And then when I talk about what you're consuming physically, what are you eating on a daily basis? And I know that seems kind of, kind of basic, but think about this. You know, if you go out and, you know, you go to happy hour every night and eat fucking nachos and drink beer and chicken wings and, you know, just a shitty diet, you know, drinking alcohol constantly, what's going to happen? You're going to feel bloated, probably going to have a shit ton of heartburn. At least I get a shit ton of heartburn. Uh, you're going to feel lethargic. You're going to feel heavy. You're going to feel sloppy. You just don't feel right. On the other side of things, if you're drinking a, a shit ton of water on a daily basis to keep you hydrated, if you're eating a lot of protein, if you're eating clean, whatever clean means to you, um, you're doing the proper exercises on a daily basis. Maybe you, you've got an exercise routine you're doing. You know, if you stay active with your physical as well as feed yourself the proper nutrition, not just eat to get full, but feed your body the proper nutrition, what's going to happen? You're going to feel energetic. You're going to feel like you can tackle the day. You're going to feel like you're unstoppable and you're going to feel like you have the ability to go accomplish whatever goals you need to accomplish. So when we talk about taking responsibility, this is kind of an all-encompassing process that we that we each have to do every single day and don't get me wrong it's fucking easy to fall back into the into the mundane you know bad habits it is super easy to fall back into the bad habits but that's where your discipline comes in your discipline again with the things you do not only mentally but physically on a daily basis you know going to the the diet piece you know on this you know if you're fat for example it's not genetics. You know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I just don't have the genetics to become super fit and healthy. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, genetics definitely does play a role, you know, when you're talking about super athletic people and things like that. But the reality of it is, even if you don't have, quote unquote, the proper genetics, you know, your genetics isn't, isn't preventing you from ordering a salad versus ordering a fucking cheeseburger. Your genetics isn't preventing you from ordering a glass of water at a restaurant versus a, a 22 ounce beer, Right. I constantly hear people tell me, oh, man, I wish I could lose weight. And they're usually telling me that when they're drinking fucking their sixth beer. And I just sit there and look at it, and I'm like, you really see no correlation between what you're consuming versus what you just said if you wish you could lose weight? 
Now, I'm not trying to be holier than thou because that used to be me. I was the guy that you go to the gym, you could tell I worked out. I mean, even, in, even when I wasn't at the gym, you could tell I worked out. I was bulky. You know, I, I had muscle tone, but I also had that belly fat. I also had kind of the, 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 the flabby chest, right? Like, again, it's, it's those people that you could tell worked out, but you also could tell like the party hard. That was me up until about a year ago. So I'm not trying to come here, come on here and be some type, type of fucking hypocrite. But I had to come to the realization that in order for me to, to get to where I wanted to go, I had to make some major changes and I had to introduce discipline into my life. And that discipline is what I just said, watching what you eat, understanding that the menu doesn't control you, you control what you order off of the menu, right? How many people go to a restaurant and you just can't help but order the fucking barbecue nachos? Even though you know after you order them, you're like, damn, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. But you just got to have it. Or you got to order that dessert for whatever reason, right? That's what I'm talking about, self-restraint. Talking about discipline. You know, on the other side of this, if you're broke, why are you broke? Are you broke because you have a lack of drive, lack of discipline, lack of mental toughness to make the, to make the effective progress toward your, toward your goals? Now, when I say broke, I'm talking, you know, if somebody has a job that they work a specific amount of hours that make a specific amount per hour on their job, you know, they have all these additional expenses, don't get me wrong. I'm not really, I'm not trying to demonize that, okay? What I'm talking about is the people that are in any kind of sales, any kind of entrepreneurship, you know, anything like that, and they're constantly broke, but yet 3.30, 4 o'clock on a daily basis, you can see them at the bar having happy hour. And you wonder why you're broke. First of all, you're broke because you're fucking spending, you know, $8, $9 per beer at happy hour every day, number one. But you're probably broke because you're not doing the things necessary to keep you on task to push your business forward. Okay. And again, I'm not talking about the people that have specific jobs or anything like that. But even if you do have a specific job making a certain hourly wage and you have other goals, you know, maybe you have a goal that you want to buy a house or you want to buy a car or something like that. You know, or do you have the discipline or do you have the gumption, if you will, to go out and get a side hustle, get a, get a gig job? You know, maybe you drive for Uber to save up some money or, you know, you go get a, a part-time job or something like that. Now, when we're talking about being broke, I just want to preface this by saying there's a lot of people right now having a really hard fucking time due to inflation. I see it in my business on a daily basis to where people make great money, great fucking money, or what used to be great money, but now because of gas prices, because of uh, grocery prices, because of utility costs, people are broke. I do see that. I'm not trying to disregard that. What I want to ask those individuals or for you listening that might be running into that situation is I understand those are problems, but those are all problems that we can't necessarily control the cost of things. But what we can do is control, we can control how we spend our money, but we also can control what we're doing to earn more money. You know, if we're totally broke and you don't have the ability to to change your income level, if you're not an entrepreneur or you're not in sales, because those are really the the two types of, of businesses where you can actually have an immediate impact on your income by changing some things. You know, what are you doing to to try to garner more income? Again, going to those second jobs and and trying to get a side hustle going or something like that. But understand that if you're broke. It's not due to somebody else's fault. Your boss isn't the asshole. These quote unquote greedy corporations, you know, that have these so-called record profits aren't the asshole. They're not the demons here. You know, nobody's forcing you to work those jobs. The decisions that you've made to 
to be employed by that company or have those jobs is where you're at today. So then the question becomes, have you garnered enough skills to maybe go get another job or talk to your boss or your supervisor and request a pay increase based on your increased skill and your increased production? Okay. Let's not fall into the trap of blaming other people for our station in life when it comes to things like that. You know, I heard this quote the other day um, on the Real AF podcast and really hit home with me. Andy Fursella says, success is the commitment to your ultimate potential. Now, a lot of people think of success as a destination. You know, once I achieve this, whatever this is, I'll consider myself successful. Once I buy this house, I'll consider myself successful. Once I buy this car, I'll consider myself successful. And I completely fucking disagree with that because success, really in my mind, success is the journey, not the destination. And in Andy Frisella's words, it's the commitment to your ultimate potential. We all know every single one of us has far more potential than what we're currently achieving in life. I know I do. I'm humble enough to know that right? But every day I wake up, I'm looking and say, okay, what can I do today to press me forward to make today, you know, however much percent, 10% better than yesterday. Maybe even it's 25% better than yesterday. That's what success is. Success is getting up every single day and pressing forward to achieve your ultimate vision of yourself, your ultimate potential. And then the other thing, you know, I was up at my uh, property in South Dakota uh, a couple of weeks ago and I got to thinking one day, you know, uh, we were hanging out with some friends and, you know, when you're up at a cabin and you're hanging out, obviously the drinks get flowing and things like that. And I got to thinking to myself, you know, am I living, am I living a life that I'm proud of, but not only am I proud of, am I living a life that when my son grows up, he can say, I'm proud of my parents. I'm proud of my dad. I'm proud of my mom, right? And on that note, for those listening out there, what are your kids going to say about you when they get to be of age, teenagers, young adults? What are they going to say about you as to what sort of example you set for them? Better yet, what are they going to say about you when you're gone? See, you know, I got to thinking, if I died today, would my son or anybody I left behind be proud of what I was leaving behind? Would they be proud of the lessons and the characteristics and the discipline and all that sort of good stuff that I instilled upon them, right? And I look at that and I say, you know, that is something that takes a decision every single day to make sure that anything that I do, any decisions I make, I'm looking to say, okay, is this decision going to serve me in the future? Is, is what I'm doing today going to serve me tomorrow? Is what I'm doing today going to serve me in, in two years? Right now, I know that some people say, I'm not, I don't want to live my life like that, kind of always looking in the future. But, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, and I want to be sure that, that when I'm no longer on this planet, you know, I'm leaving behind a legacy that, Anybody could look and say, damn, you know, he gave it his all, right? He did everything he could with the time he had to build whatever legacy, to build whatever uh, career path, you know, to build whatever company, to do whatever the goal, whatever my idea of success is, I did whatever I could to achieve that. And ultimately, that's what immortality is, isn't it? 
you know, people talk about wanting to be, be immortal, you know, immortal sounds like a sci-fi thing, but what is immortality? Immortality is the memories that the people that you leave behind are going to have of you when you're here. And part of those memories is sure, you know, the fun things you did, the times that you had, the, the laughters, the, the tears, you know, all that sort of stuff, but it's also the legacy that you build, whatever that looks like. You know, whether that's a legacy of a strong, tight-knit family, whether it's a legacy of a business, whether it's, a, you know, a legacy of, of going out and helping as many people as possible, that's ultimately what we're all striving for. That's just not an individual thing. That, you know, that legacy isn't reserved for the special few that have a big fucking social media presence. That legacy is what every one of us is striving for. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, the other thing, too, that, uh, that I want to talk about that pertains to this is don't always be the person looking for people to complain about or looking, looking to talk to people and complain to people about your situation or about other people and what others did wrong to you. Think about that for a moment. How many of you call your friends, call your family, call whoever, you know, and again, I'm guilty of this, but I'm trying to be more aware of it. And you, you, you tell stories and you try to, you, you try to justify a situation that happened to you by complaining about the other person. And basically what it is, is it, it's making you appear to be a victim, right? If you weren't hired for a certain job you wanted, why weren't you hired for the job? Were you lacking skills? Did you, did you not get along with the, the, business owner or the supervisor that interviewed you? What was it that you lacked to not get that job to beat out your competition? You know, these are the things that when, when we try to achieve something, you know, in, I, I've talked many times on this podcast, I've been in sales for shit my entire career. I've been in outside sales since I was 19 years old and I'm 43 today. You know, being in sales that long, you definitely get your fucking teeth kicked in. And being in sales that long, you get told no a lot. You miss sales. Shit happens. You're never going to connect with everybody. But if I went out when I was in my younger days, didn't get a sale, and always blamed my customer for why I didn't get the sale, how successful do you think I would be? You know, there's a saying in sales that bad salespeople have skinny kids. Because guess what? They don't eat. And you have to really... It, but I use sales really more as a metaphor. Now, in my life, it was actual life. But, you know, sales in general can be a metaphor because everything we do in life comes down to sales. And I know people out there are probably like, yeah, right. You know, I work an hourly job. Really? You know, when you were in high school and you were trying to get a date for the prom, you had to fucking sell yourself to get that date for the prom. When you applied for the job you currently have, you had to sell yourself to your boss to hire you. Right? But this goes down again to the fact that when you don't get that job, when you don't get accepted into a, a social club, when you don't get what you're looking for, do you look internally and say, okay, what went wrong? You know, did I say something to offend somebody? You know, did, you know, do we analyze those conversations after the fact and say, really, how did that go? Do you audit those conversations and say, you know, what did I miss or where did I go wrong in, in being able to capture this client or, or capture the, the hearts of the people that I was trying to persuade in whatever way you're trying to do that? You know, going out and constantly telling your fucking sob story about why you didn't, didn't, didn't get a job or didn't get into a group or something like this really just shows your, how, how petty you really are or your, your unprofessionalism, if you will. 
Okay. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're taking responsibility for those things. You know, if you're not succeeding in a chosen career path, what are you lacking to be successful? Rarely does your lack of success come from outside influences. Think about that for a moment. Rarely does lack of success come from outside influences. Now, for those listening, for any length of time, you know that I'm a, a mortgage broker, have been a mortgage broker, uh, geez, now for 20 years, okay? It's easy right now to say, well, interest rates are up, the market sucks, that's why I have no business. But I always tell people in my business, on average, in Denver Metro where I'm at, there are anywhere between 3,000 to 4,000 closed sales on any given month. Good market, quote unquote, good market, bad market, even market. That's usually on average what the number of closed deals are. So if that's the average, what am I doing to get a percentage or get a couple of those closed sales to be successful? You know, the people that go around bitching and complaining about how fucking bad the market is. I hear that, you know, when we had interest rates at two and a half percent back in 2020, people were complaining about how bad the market was because there was no inventory to sell and, and the homes that were there had to be bid way up, you know, $50,000, $100,000 over ass. So that was a bad market. Now people are complaining that we have a bad market because interest rates are, are quite elevated, quite, quite high than, higher than what they were back in 2020 or 21. So which is it? Was, was the market good when rates were down or was, the market, or was the market bad? Was the market good now because rates are up and you have a little less competition or is it a bad market? You know, the, the, the market being good or bad is a fallacy in my mind, and it ultimately comes down to a crutch. It comes down to an excuse as to why you're not executing. So stop looking at outside factors as to why you may or may not be successful because those outside factors really don't fucking matter with what you do on a daily basis with your discipline. In any field, there are successful people and those that aren't, right? So think about this. So and uh, this goes more down the entrepreneur side or the sales side, but the 80-20 rule applies. You know, you get any field, I don't care what it is, you know, you get a field, a profession of mortgage brokers like I'm in or a field of uh, lumber salesmen. 80% of the business is typically done by 20% of the people in any field, right? Why is that? It's because 20% of the people, or it could even be less, could be 90-10 in all honesty, but 20% of the people, if we, if we look at the 80-20 rule, has a higher rate of discipline, has the habits built into place, has the fortitude, has the, the stick-to-itiveness, if you will, <laughs> to go out and get the deal, to go out and make the sale, to go build the business, whereas 80% are sitting here kicking back fucking bitching about how bad the market is for whatever reason, Right? The market is what it is. We can't change that. But what we can change is what we do on a daily basis. It's not your company's fault if you're not being successful. It's not your manager's fault. And it's certainly not your mentor's fault if you have one. Okay. If you're not successful in any path that you're in, it is your own fault. And it's time that we all take accountability for that. And again, I, I, I've keep, I keep saying this, but I want to reiterate, I'm no better than anybody else. I've had these, this, these thought processes before I've had the what was me thought process before in the past, but I've come to realize throughout my career that the reality of it is you have to take responsibility for yourself and take that accountability because until you do that, you're going to be stuck in this vicious cycle of not knowing how to get out of it. 
But here's the beautiful thing. If you take ownership of your station in life, you will take control over the situation. You are no longer a victim. And in your mind, you will naturally work to solve the problem. Think about how important that is for a moment. If you take responsibility for your station in life, what's going to happen? And you say, okay, these decisions have gotten me to where I am today, whether that's, uh, you know, whatever that is, unsuccessful business, financial peril, whatever that is. But once you recognize that you have put yourself in that position, your mind is automatically going to go into a, a problem-solving mode to say, okay, these are, this is how I got here. Now, how can I get out of it? Our mind is that powerful that it will start looking for ways to get out of it, whether that's a new marketing idea, whether it's a debt consolidation idea. You know, maybe you need to borrow some money short term to, to do a project you're trying to do or borrow money short term to pay off some debt to free up some other stuff. Your mind will automatically go into that problem solving mode to fix whatever problem you have. But it only happens once you accept responsibility, take accountability and ownership of the problem that you created. You take the power away from the problem and empower the solution, right? Once you take the accountability, the, the problem no longer has any power because you're saying, you know, I did this. You take the accountability and now you're empowering yourself to create the solution necessary to get you out of where you, to get you out of the situation and to get you on the path of where you want to be. You know, the reality is if you wallow in your pity, it grows until you become the perpetual victim. How many people have you talked to that, that is, they, they'll tell you their entire life story, the woe is me, the shit that happened 40 fucking years ago when they were a kid, you know, the, the parents they had that didn't treat them the, the way they felt they should be treated or all this shit, right? And how, when you're done talking to them, how do you feel? Probably feel pretty drained. You probably feel like, man, that was just a, they sucked the soul right out of me, Right. It's because they're not coming, they're not talking to you with an abundance mentality. They're, they're trying to justify why they're in the position they're in by making themselves a victim. And the, 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 the really sad thing is, and this has happened for quite a while now, is we have this victimhood mentality to where people try to out-victim one another, right? It's this perceived, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, this perceived uh, oppression or this perceived hatred that people have thinking, well, you know, I can't do this because so-and-so, you know, they, they don't like me and they're not going to allow me to do this. Or, you know, you guys get the point. So it's on every one of us to look forward and not be a victim in any way. Now, don't get me wrong. People do get legitimately victimized by things, by circumstances. It does happen, but you cannot wallow in that victimhood. You can't try to expand on that victimhood and make it out to be something bigger or make that, make that victimhood an excuse for why you're not better in life, for why you're not where you want to be. That's weak shit. The reality is we all need to grow up, take responsibility and own our struggle and be the person your kids can be proud of. Now, if you don't have any kids, Maybe you try to be the person that your dog thinks you are. Think about that for a moment. I heard that saying, I don't even know. I mean, that saying has been around for a while. It said something to the effect of, I want to be the person that my dog thinks I am. Why is that? Because your dog has no perception of, of what life is like. They look at you as, as their master. They look at you as you're the one that feeds them. You're the one that walks them. You're the one that gives them water. They look at you as if you're the ultimate be all end all. 
And so the question is, and this is kind of hyperbole, but the question then becomes, are you living your life on a daily basis that if your dog had any kind of awareness, would they be proud of you? And let's face facts, your dog sees you at your worst moments and they still love the shit out of you. But would they be proud of you? Now, if you're not a cat, if you're not a dog person, you're a cat person, I don't know what to tell you because your cat is constantly judging you. They don't give a shit about you. As far as a cat's concerned, they're your God. I mean, ultimately, and I can say that safely because I've had cats in the past and I know how they are. And to round this out and to finish this up, I want to be the person that practices what I preach. Meaning, I don't want to go out and be a fucking fraud. I don't want to tell you or tell anybody out there to do something that I myself am not doing or I myself am not willing to do. You know, anytime somebody comes to me and asks me for help or asks me for advice or whether that be with, you know, business or anything like that, I'm not going to tell somebody to do something that I either haven't already done or I'm not willing to go do. Because I want to be sure that I am practicing exactly what the fuck I preach. And I hope you all do too. So with that, everybody, thank you for listening. This was a short solo episode. Please share this episode. Please rate it or review it on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, you know, or, or a whole host of uh, uh, other applications out there. And with that, everybody, thanks for listening and be defiant. See you.